right, so welcome to another mini episode, Brian. Mini sode, as mini-sode. I like to call them. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna brand it that way. Um, I'm sure so, it's already branded. It's so it's so catchy and cool. Um, <laughs> I've been talking. Speaking of catchy and cool, I've been talking with some of the middle school guys lately, and, uh, and none uh, of them think you're cool. Okay, <laughs> they don't I'm think sorry. I'm cool. <laughs> but they think that they know what cool is, and it's it's just funny. <sighs> Um, it's just funny. I just laugh sometimes, uh, to myself. So that just makes them think I'm crazy. They think I'm crazy. Um, I was talking to them about this idea that, you know, there are people who just don't believe in Jesus. You know, we were talking about the fact that Christ is going to return and he's going to separate, um, the sheep from the goats, you know, Matthew 25, uh, Jesus is talking about this. And, um, the fact is, you know, when Jesus comes back, he's going to take those who trusted in him and, and had faith in him. And they're going to be welcomed to the kingdom. And those who uh, never believed in him and never trusted him for salvation will be cast into uh, eternal punishment. And so it's like we were just talking and the question arose, well, if this is so clear as day, why don't people just see Jesus and go to him? You know, if the answer to escaping eternal punishment, escaping the consequences for our sin is to just go to Jesus, just to trust in him. If it's so simple, so obvious, why don't people do it? Like, why are there so many people who not only won't go to Jesus, but like hate the idea of trusting in Jesus? And so we came up with some ideas, but yeah, Brian, I, always what find do you think? It, I always find it interesting that for whatever reason, the subject of, of, of Christ, especially the, the, uh, the one true God, who's reveals himself in the Bible, Yahweh or El Shaddai, whatever you call, whatever his name is there. Um, you know, people have, have vehemently and actively hated and mm-hmm. gone against believers and followers of, of him. And so there's something there that's this sort of this raw, um, and, and I'll, only way I can say is this demonic influence. Yeah. You know, I definitely think Satan has a huge influence in the world. I mean, our own hearts are already prone to sin, but he's created these idols that we can follow after. And, you know, early on, it was the idols of these other gods, mm-hmm. you know, and I love the way that uh, Milton puts it in Paradise Lost, where the major demons are named after these gods. Mm-hmm. And so every god that people are chasing is actually just a, a way to Satan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is true, right? There's only one way to the Lord, Jesus, the way, right. the truth, and the life, there are many ways right. to hell, Yeah, many ways. And so all of the other religions that have tricked people, and I think that's where, that's one of the things is the other religions, the idols, but this even goes to other modern day idols we were just talking about. Yeah, there's a bunch of things like, you know, uh, I mean, science is the, the you know, quote, science, which is funny because nobody ever wants to tell you what that is it's It's a one-sided view of science right so this this one-sided worldly view of science not the scientific method just this whatever ambiguous word science is this huge idol that people like to hold on to and they can't even 
you know, qualify it properly. And, um, well, other science, you know, there's, there is a, there is such thing as a, a creation scientist. Sure. Uh, there's evolutionary scientists, there's creation science, but if you call yourself a creation scientist or you believe in creation, you're automatically discounted no matter right. how much fact, no matter how, how much stuff, you no, put how, behind how it, rigorous it your scientific methodology is because they they're already predisposed to not believing there's an adversarial yes. view to how they look at things that that the Bible speaks about. So I think that that is is really important because sometimes we can get really triggered, really mad about this because to us it's so obvious and it's obviously wrong that this is happening. Um, but we have to take this in and that's what I was trying to help the middle school guys see is like, okay, we have to calm down a little bit. We have to realize that it's, re- it's real, it's wrong, but we have to understand that it's just going to happen. Um, and so, you know, it'd be like being at war and if every time you got shot at, you were like surprised and so angry, like, oh, I can't believe they would do that. And it's like, well, you're at war. Like, what do you think right. is going to happen? God warned us there was a spiritual battle. You know, our, he tells us our, in the Bible, our enemy is not the flesh and blood. It's right. the spiritual powers that are coming against us. And yes. often we discount that, but that's a very real thing. I also think that there is a, a lot of worldliness that people identify with. And I think your guys even keyed in on this, that people don't want to leave their sin. They don't want to leave yeah. behind their worldliness. That Yeah, it was awesome to hear these middle school guys saying, you know, they just said clearly, like, there are things that people love in their life and they don't want to let go of it. And so that's, we see that in Romans one, where just sin, you know, it, we hold on to a sin and God gives us over to more sin because we're just so unwilling to let it go. And, uh, and so sin in our own hearts and our worldliness, and even, even Christians are, 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 you know, we, we hold on to worldly things that really keep us from living out a Christ-like life. But going back to this, you know, Satan uses that. Um, he uses the sin in our hearts. And Second uh, Corinthians 4.4, 4, I just want to read this. It says, in whose case, it says, well, 4.3, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So that's really the answer. Like, why don't people see this as being obvious? Because to them, they're blind to the obviousness of it. They're blind by their sin, and Satan is using their sin and, and all of the idols of the world to continue to blind them. And so we have to realize this and not and not get super mad and defensive when this happens, but we do need to recognize it for what it is. It's the enemy. Yeah, and I love how Jesus addressed this when he, when he looked at the crowds and he saw that they were like sheep without a shepherd. Yeah. He didn't get mad. He didn't say, uh, you know, oh, you, you <laughs> sinners. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had compassion on them. Right. He was moved. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, as a Christian, we can't get angry about everything or we're just going to be angry all, all the time. time. Now, I get it. There was a time Jesus had a righteous anger. He cleared the temple. But there was just one or two instances of, of that happening. Right. Many times Jesus sought to have compassion and in this very real um just just sorrow because people were were not following the right. lord they refused right. to follow the lord and so i think if we would think about the people 
as as lost. I like the terminology lost. I know right. that I know that's an old school terminology, but think about that. If they're lost, they're trying to find their way yeah. in life. And really they're trying to find their way through brokenness. Mm-hmm. But all the ways that we try to answer brokenness that are apart from Jesus lead to nothing. Yeah. Whether it's a false religion, whether it's worldliness, idolatry, uh, you know, addictions, whatever we try to fill that void with, whatever we try to fix that brokenness with, it's just going to lead us to more brokenness. And so we got to look at these people and say, I have compassion on them. I want to love them. They may not all follow Jesus, but I need to try to love them like Jesus would so that some may follow Jesus. Yeah, that's huge. And and here's here's the thing I think we can probably end with is um, just this topic of if it's true that they're blind, okay, and the gospel is is veiled, it's not obvious to them because they're blind in their sin, Satan is, you know, corrupting their minds. Um, what do we do? You know, we, if we can't do it, then what do we do? Well, one, we're faithful and we continue sh- sharing the gospel. And then we pray because what we're asking for is a spiritual miracle here. And this is what every salvation is. It's the Holy Spirit moving in a, in a magnificent sort of way to open the eyes of the blind. That's where, you know, amazing grace. I once was lost and now I'm fine. I once was blind, but now I see. And so we're talking about this spiritual uh, awakening of your eyes. He, he, you know, those who have ears to hear and eyes to see. Okay. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes in, he moves. So here's the thing. If we're sharing the gospel, but we're not praying, this is like, I'm telling this to myself right now. If we're sharing the gospel and we're not praying and asking the Holy Spirit to move and open the eyes of the blind, then, then that's like yelling at somebody who's blind and telling them to just watch out where they're going. Right. Um, well, and ultimately, ultimately, the reality is we have to just be faithful to share. That's right. People, w- there are some that will know Christ. There are many that won't. And we have to be okay with that. And we just have to be faithful to share. And here's the reality, right? We never know what... God will rescue somebody from, right. whether it's a, a false religion, yeah. whether it's a, a worldliness or a false idol, uh, idolatry or whatever, God can rescue them out of anything. Yes. And so we should never give up. Right. We should never think that someone is beyond the hope because no one is beyond the hope of salvation. So this is really just a challenge to us to have compassion. And we do know something that they don't. Right. They are lost. Yes. We are found. Yes. And so we've got to think of them in that way, in a loving, compassionate way, being willing to share the gospel and serve them in the love of Christ, even though they may hate us. Yeah. There may be many times as Christians, we are hated, we are persecuted, we are struck down, but we must continue in the love of Christ. Amen. So that's the thing. If you're struggling and you know somebody who just does not see the truth of the Bible, does not understand this this truth, it's like, it's so obvious. Why don't you get it? Well, it's because they're blind. They're blinded. So pray that they would see and keep telling them the gospel, even if they hate you for it. That's right. Hopefully this is encouraging. Uh, we just wanted to have these little mini episodes to just encourage people and have a quick thought and something that just is what we've been thinking about in our in our real life right yep, now. So that's, right. so cool. that's it. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see, we'll you, see next you next time. time.